0: Victory Podcast.
1: After a win to get back on the winning track against the Chicago Bears, the Tennessee Titans lay an egg to the Indianapolis Colts last Thursday night. Welcome into the Second to Victory Podcast. My name is Austin Nelson, and I am joined by my two fellow football, basketball, soccer loving co-hosts. Chris Carter and Brett Bastro. What's up, fellas? Oh, what's going? going on, Austin? Nothing, man. It's good to be back with you guys. Um, oh, yeah. We took the week off last week just because it was a short week, and uh, we, we didn't have time to get a podcast in before then an episode, but we're back now um, to discuss the disastrous second half that was for the Tennessee Titans um, against the Colts last Thursday night. So let's kind of start it with with the first drive. Um, the Titans play beautiful football, complimentary football on the first drive, go down, score a touchdown with. One of the
0: best drives of the season overall. <laughs> and yeah. to cap
1: that for you, Chris, they scored with Deontay Foreman. So I know you were stoked about that. <laughs> Hook em. So that was cool to watch. Um, yeah. And then man, after that, they scored another touchdown in the first half, um, with Janu on a really cool reverse play that Arthur Smith designed. And then after that, man, it just – it went downhill. And, you know, the Titans are up 17-13 at a halftime. The first half – we'll dive into it. The first half, defense is still suspect. Phillip Rivers is, is throwing the ball at will. Um, DBs are playing soft coverage. And, and the most frustrating part about the, the Colts offense is the dink and dunk that Phillip Rivers does. There's nothing special about that offense. Nothing at all. It is literally – a running back in the flat throws throws thrown throws him three yards and he, he gets nine. It's just it's the most frustrating thing how he engineers the offense and the drives. But Brett all, I mean, what was your what was your thoughts on, on the game?
2: I thought it was kind of funny how Philip Rivers can't even run a quarterback sneak. Honestly, ah! they had to bring they had to bring Jacoby yeah. Brissett in for it, but uh, I mean Taylor two halves. That's really all it was. Uh, I think very, very disappointing. Um, that the Titans didn't did, did did not get up to fourteen to nothing quicker uh, because AJ made a very uncharacteristic mistake early on in the game down that left side that definitely would have put the Titans up quicker up fourteen to nothing but really just the tail two halves because the Colts came out in the second half and moved the ball straight down the field. Titans stopped them on fourth and one after a couple of great plays by Rashawn Evans and you kind of thought okay well maybe the Titans can can move off that and to be honest with you. The Titans then shanked the punt after that, and then after the shank punt, the ball game was over. Honestly, because the Colts were right down, and scored, all momentum was out of it, and really just a massive tale of two halves and a disappointing second half for the Titans for sure.
0: Yeah, the the that five minute period it felt like of just special teams fiascos, uh, it really changed the whole trajectory of the game. Um, you know, you look back and you, just like Brett mentioned, you wonder how different that game is if A.J. catches that ball because that's a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, and it's very uncharacteristic unchar- for A.J. to drop a ball, yeah. uh, especially one that I felt was as perfectly placed, as Tannehill put it. Uh, kind of kind of like the that beautiful pass Tannehill threw to A.J. in the Bears game. Uh, just perfect right in the bread basket, and, and A.J. just couldn't hang on to this one. Um so it's a, a, a few small, a few small plays here and there that really changed the outcome of this game. Um, the the punting situation, you know, with with Daniels being brought up over um, Ryan Allen in that game, um, I found that really interesting. Uh, obviously, they apparently wanted to go with a younger guy, and, and they said Daniels had a great week of practice. Um, the shank was awful, um, but it's hard to put the blocked. Punt on him. Uh, that was uh, just horrible. Uh, horrible pickup on the on the protection there. So I'd like to hear what you guys think of, of that situation with the punter.
1: Um, I mean, obviously, when Brett Kern went down, we all, you know, we kind of like we were nervous on what what was next. And then they go and get a guy named Ryan Allen that Mike Gribble was familiar with, and he punted extremely well against Chicago. Um, I think he averaged 50 yards a punt against Chicago. Um, And then last week, Monday or Tuesday, um, we see the Titans are signing Trevor Daniel. Us being from the area know who Trevor Daniel is. Uh, Brett's a Vols fan, so you know all about Trevor Daniel and and him punting there. Which also, I feel like Trevor Daniel in college was there for, like, 42 years. Like he, he was. was forever. He was there
2: for a long there's a time. Lot,
1: there's a lot of Vols that you feel that way about. It's just like, what needs you do? Jawan there? Jennings, like, another yeah, one. Ty Chandler, Jawan, another like, one. Tyler Bray. Like, there's a bunch of dudes that were there. Like, we feel, Casey Clawson. Yeah. Speaking of Tyler Bray, how about him getting in the game the other night? Yeah. Out of nowhere. That was crazy. Um but I could talk about Nick Falls all night too, and how uh, how awful I think he is. I think he's the worst quarterback. If he's if he starts another team next year, I'm riding. I'm not watching. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna boycott the NFL I mean, if Nick he Foles. Is, he
0: has now proven multiple times in his career that he cannot play outside of Philly. God, he like that's the only be place he's ever get, been good. Man, he
1: just went on the hottest, like the the hottest win streak in sports history. And yeah. just got him a uh Super Bowl MvP wire is at it. But that was such a fluke, dude. He is he's awful.
2: Who's taking the most money though? Who's taking the most money? Sam Bradford bouncing around from team to team or Nick Foles bouncing around? I think Bradford, like uh, statistically, yeah.
0: Yeah, Bradford's Bradford's uh career earnings are off the charts. Yeah. <laughs> Mainly because of that rookie scale his when he came into the league.
1: But back to the, the point is why did Trevor Daniel even get signed in the first place? Like what was it that the John Robinson needed more of that Ryan Allen didn't provide in that one game. And then Trevor Daniel starts. And then he has a 17 yard punt in which all kickers make mistakes. Okay. I get that. Brett current probably had a shank like that too in his career. He's not perfect, but a 17 yard punt followed by a block punt, which is not Trevor Daniel's fault. Awful. Um, it was just an awful play all the way together. Uh, I don't know if you want blame it on David Long or, you know, just the formation, how it's set. But there was a free guy on the play for the Colts, and it was a block, scoop, and score. And so uh, it's easy to point the finger at Trevor Daniel for this, but I still point the finger at John Robinson and Mike Grable. Like, why make that decision to sign Trevor, Trevor Daniel one and then keep him and play him again? and then And then we're going to play him again this week. The Titans will play him again this week against – the Ravens, it's just it, there's not a whole lot of of confidence right now with John Robinson and Mike Vrabel that we've had in the last two years. I'm just not really. I'm questioning their their judgment on a few things right now. What about y'all?
0: Yeah, I I mean I tend to agree. Um, I I'm a huge j hey Rob guy. I mean the town he grew up in is literally beside the town I grew up went grew up in. Uh, always kind of had that affinity for him that since the day he got the job, I've, I've been, uh, you know, in his corner and, uh, you know, it's, it's not just the punter situation. Um, it's the kicker situation over the last two seasons. Um, it's the, the lack of, of um, quality output from the free agent signings. Um, and, you know, as, as that goes, it's, it's hard to judge, anybody i feel like in the sports world during this uh the you know the pandemic and stuff i feel like especially with the draft i know he's catching a lot of flack right now because none of the draft picks are really playing um but i don't really fault. i mean you can't look at a draft in the first year and, and judge it in my opinion um so that aside cloney hasn't had any sacks we know that he brings uh he brings um you know, a, a, a quality aspect to the game uh, just because of his uh, his aggression and getting in the backfield and kind of, you know, making the quarterback uncomfortable at times. Uh, and he's done a really good job of that. But uh, the stats don't really reflect any of the output that he's had. Um, and we know the Vic Beasley situation, obviously. Um, I think... You know, it's, it's really hard, and we see this on Twitter constantly, but when there's been this many issues uh, on special teams with this many different people, there's clearly a coaching issue. Uh, and so it's also on, on J-Robin, especially Vrabel, that they haven't replaced Alkerman uh, or figured out something to do different with that coaching uh, that coaching department.
2: That was going to be my thing because I was going to ask you guys if you thought that it was possibly time for for Craig to go back to the punting situation just real quick. I think a lot of the reason that Trevor Daniels taking so much flat more than the rest of the special teams and, and the front office is because when Ryan Allen punted against Chicago, he had eight punts that averaged over 50 yards and had a 65 yard 65 yarder in that game. And I think that a lot of people take that and compare it to Trevor, which I can understand to a degree. But like you guys said, it's not necessarily Trevor's fault that the punt was blocked and things like that. So it's not like Trevor Daniel was picked up off the side of the street. I mean, he punted for the Texans for two years. So he has NFL experience. It was just one bad game. But it just happened to come at the wrong time, especially after Ryan Allen had a great game against Chicago.
1: Anybody remember what the um... – but the Titans finished finished last year in special teams? What rank?
2: Was it low? The field goals, the field goals were low. Yeah, sure I know is. the field goals were way low. But you know what I did like is I loved it the way the special teams opened up opened up the game. Honestly, because if, if the Titans run that reverse instead of faking reverse, it's it's a kick, yes, kick, kick hey first, man, first uh, yeah, what an opening play of the game. Yeah, so, I was I mean, a that's fan a good of that. Play,
1: yeah, I was a fan of that. Um reason I asked is because the signs are 31st this year in special teams which is extremely low in I do know that...
2: they've missed the most field goals out of anybody the last 2 years. Oh, that's easy. We we yeah. could have
1: we could have said that. And what about uh, Cairo Santos just
2: being perfect on Monday Night Football? Yep. Ryan suck up looking fantastic in Tampa Bay too.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's uh it's it's really depressing to see all those guys we had at kicker last year being successful. Um while, you know, Goskowski is has been hot and cold. I mean, obviously he's had some excellent games this season, but overall he's been pretty much a disappointment.
2: You call? Do you call a double donkey up? Cody Parkey? No, I mean, I, mean I, I still again?
1: think I think though if anything, if if Goskowski does miss another kick or two, they'll I mean Trevecchio is on the on the practice squad, so they'll definitely just use him. And there's Tucker McCann there too.
0: <sighs> it, uh, Tucker's hurt. He's on the practice true, squad. R. True. True.
1: Who's the best kicker in college right now? Let's just go sign him with the first pick next year. First <laughs> round, first round pick. Because I'm I serious. Think, I mean, I,
0: and I think that's one of my biggest uh, complaints about the draft class uh, from Jay Rob. Again, don't think you should judge it, but the fact that uh, we wasted that 6 round pick on the Hawaiian quarterback, Cole McDonald, uh, who we cut, yeah, Cole McDonald, and then and didn't use that pick on Rod- Rodrigo Blankenship. Uh, it's depressing. I mean, he looks we've, really seen, nice we've seen what like his ships done for Indianapolis, yeah. And now he's
1: in your division, 100. percent Yeah, I uh, I mentioned that to some friends too, just about how J. Rob's late round drafting has not been spectacular by any means, and especially with the quarterbacks taking Luke Falk and Cole McDonald and cutting them in, you know, just a few weeks, a few months after the season or after after the draft. It's just why why waste that pick on on two quarterbacks that you didn't have a whole lot of faith in? Like what? We didn't look like at Cole McDonald. I know there was no preseason in 2020, but, like, barely gave the guy a chance. Uh, so he must have been that bad in training camp and practice for them to, you know, cut him that early. But uh, anywho, um, so the total yard is just a kind of a rough night for all Titans Thursday night. Tannehill 15 to 27, 147 in the touchdown. Uh, Derek Henry, 19 carries, 103 yards. And I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with it. I have. The battle between him and Dalvin Cook, uh, for the rushing lead. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. going to come down to one of those two 100%. Uh, there's some guys behind him, um, but both of those, if they stay on pace, which we know that both of them probably will, one of those two will be the, the rushing champ. So that would be a fun little battle down the stretch.
0: Yeah, and, you know, I, I think they're probably the two best true running backs in the NFL, clearly. Without um, a doubt. When when, Dal- when Dalvin's healthy, he's a a very special player. Uh, so it, yeah, it's going to be really fun to see how that ends up playing out at the end of the season.
1: I think something else too. Um, AJ Brown only four targets, one catch.
2: Um, Bro, that that right there. And then where in the world has Johnny Smith gone in the in the game plan lately?
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm it just, I, and I'm saying, I mean, I have been. I've been critical of Arthur this year. Arthur has not been on his game these last since since the Houston game the offense has just looked out of, out of whack. The play know, we, is...
0: we did see some of that last year too, where there were a few games where we were like, man, what is he doing? Like, yeah. what is he trying to accomplish? He's clearly replacing the Humphreys role with Ferks. And that's, that's pretty interesting to me uh, because I, I feel like you don't even bother replacing that. You just change how you do things. Uh, I like Ferks a lot. And I think yeah. he's, you know, he's had a, he's had a couple uh, drops too, but um he's played well when called upon so but i don't i i think you whenever a, a key contributor like hump is out you lean on your your stars to to step their game up and john who should be stepping his game up i and agree be a bigger part of the offense and they're they're he's just not getting the chance
2: and we because we've even seen them just look towards cam batson now honestly they they cam batson's almost the wide receiver four more than anybody else now
0: yeah yeah and and i'm not opposed to that cuz cam's one of those guys where he gets the ball in his hand and he's a little electric uh, right. guy so uh you try to make something happen every once in a while with him uh the the deep shot to Khalif is pretty much gone, gone. i feel like gone Khalif's uh, seen, pretty much gone out of the offense yeah and now he and now he's no longer the kickoff returner uh cam cam has that job which i think is okay because the double duty plus plus the deep threat—that's a lot of running. I'm so s-
1: I'm still interested to see. Maybe they just kind of let him adapt and, and kind of get to know the playbook more. Um, but I'm still interested to see if they put Desmond King back there. I mean, I that's, guess what it. that's what he's good Deadpool at. Return? I could yeah. see it. I agree. It's Noah Doy. Noah Doy. No, I think that ship's never gonna see that again. That. Yeah. yeah, I don't think so either. Which is sad because he had he had such the capability to do it. I just think they kind of gave up on him too soon.
2: As long as right now, right now, as long as the gets healthy, just get him on the field. Just get healthy and get back on the field.
1: 100%. All right. Something else that I want to mention to you guys we'll kind of fast forward now to um, the Baltimore game. And a cool little stat Um, under Mike Grable, the Titans are 7 1
2: on 10 days of rest or more. Which is sense. a very interesting and specific stat. Yeah, but a good stat. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm not complaining. It's.
1: I mean, the only loss is uh, the uh, 2018 opener against Miami. Um, if you, um, wanna, can if, you, if really, you can you really can you really play yeah. that as a loss?
2: I mean, you can,
0: even,
1: <laughs> if you want to count that, yeah. So, yeah.
0: I don't. I don't. I think we just need to omit that game from the history. Books. Okay,
1: then he's undefeated, six and zero. So, it, I mean, that, that's, that's the positive about this for Sunday. And this, again, I've, I've told friends, too, you know, the, the, I guarantee that the Ravens aren't looking at it this way, or they can say that at least. And i think the Titans are either like, this has nothing to do with last year's divisional game. I don't think either team is thinking that right now because both are in a, in a spot where they probably didn't think they'd be. Um, more so maybe the Ravens um, not being 6-3 and three and just looking so stagnant on offense.
0: I would like to hear uh, Earl Thomas's media quips this week if he, he if he was still on the Ravens because yes, I think yeah. he'd be preaching a different story.
1: I would too. I saw uh, our buddy Justin Graver at Titans Field Room uh, post something here recently today about um, Lamar Jackson's comments about last year's game, thinking you know this is no revenge game, that kind of thing. And so I don't think so either. I mean, both teams are sitting at six and three, and at this point in the season, with with we know now that the AFC wild card picture is so jumbled with, I think five teams now at six and three. It is just both these teams just need a win and they're going to do anything they can to get a win on Sunday. And the Titans need it more desperately than the, the Ravens do. I think the right. Ravens can, can can go on their season and they can, they can find wins. They have a better defense, a better roster, um, more explosive offense in my opinion. And so, this is a huge, huge, huge game for the Titans on Sunday to get back on the right track, to beat a really good Ravens team in Baltimore and let people know, like, hey, this we still can take control of this. We still got this. We are not playing how we want to, but watch this. And so it's going to take a really good Titans defense on Sunday to beat the Ravens. Um, special teams will have to play the best season um, – I'm sorry, best game of the season so far. I think, it's, like I said, we have the 31st-ranked special teams where the Ravens have the second-ranked special teams. So, it is, it's, it's lopsided for sure. But just initial thoughts, Chris, what's your thoughts on the game?
0: You know, coming into it, uh, our defense just has to step up to the next level. Um, you know, we saw, we saw a flash of, of what our defense could be in that Bears game. Granted, uh, we were playing the Bears' offense, which is horrible. Um, but you know, we saw we saw firsthand that the defense is capable of of playing good football. So um, you know, and it comes down to individuals performing. Um, our inside linebackers need to step up. the The edge rushers need to step up. Kevin Byard needs to step up. Kenny Vaccaro needs to step up. Um, you know, I, I do want to uh, credit one thing that we have seen, and that's Breon borders. Uh, a guy that was kind of thrust into a start and roll out yes, of nowhere, and, yes. and it's played really well in it. Um, so, you know, to to see a guy like that step up, you know, he was hungry, and I, I feel like a lot of the defensive players have lost their hunger. Uh, they need to figure out how to get that back. So, it comes down to good defense. Uh, you got to stop that uh, that Lamar Jackson. Uh, you know, dual threat that he has. Um, this is really a different situation than the Titans have faced all year uh, because of, you know, the, the Ravens kind of treat Lamar as their primary uh, running back as well. So to, uh, to come into this game and, and not be prepared after 10 days of rest would be uh, extremely disheartening. Um, so ho- hopefully they're ready to go. Um and, you know, the offense just needs to kind of find their footing again and, and figure out some of the things that uh, the Colts did against them and, and how they can counteract it. And hopefully Arthur's had enough time to figure that out.
1: Yeah, I'm with you, uh, Chris. I'm, I really like the way Breon Bordis has played. I like his size. I think this is a guy that can kind of compete for the roster next year. Um, and hopefully, you know, is still a solid, solid piece for the the rest of the defense the rest of the way.
0: He's only twenty five too. Yeah, I mean, that's
1: pretty young. He just he makes like I told this when I was at the, when I was at the game three nine on his jersey. It looks just so big. Like his, his frame yeah. is so wide. So um, I'm a fan. Give me, me uh, Brian
0: Borders over Ty Smith any day. Facts, facts.
1: But uh, man, it was just it was just really disheartening just to see the way the defense played in the second half um, against Indy. And um, just the way that the Colts move the ball, and um, you know, you're up 17 13. And I know I'm going back, but it's just, it's still just, it's hard to, you have such a prime opportunity on national television, and just the way it, it changed from first half to second half. And it, uh, it's not what you want. So, there's not a whole lot of confidence right now in the Titans, but uh, we've seen them do this time and time again where they will lose to the teams. Um, they shouldn't and beat the teams. Um, they shouldn't either. So, um, let's go ahead and get, knock this out if you want to. Uh, let's do our bowl predictions for Sunday against the Baltimore Ravens, and I'll let
0: you go first. So, uh, have we been?
1: You- I mean, how, have you? How many picks have you? How many bowl predictions have you got right this year?
0: I don't think any. <laughs> I I made the you know I've made the mistake a couple of weeks of, of yeah. predicting for players that end up not being on the roster for that game with Darrington Evans and and Adoree so kind of took a few risks here and there but uh, so first of all uh, you know there was some news come out today that Rashawn Evans is going to be used in more of a pass rushing role yeah. I th- I've said for a long time that that's how he should be re- used uh, I think he's got the skill set for it. I would actually like to see him line up at edge across from Harold Landry a few times and and you know put David Long out there in, in, in Rashawn's role, that sort of thing. Uh, Rashawn Evans has a sack this weekend.
1: Okay. So that's your Rashawn Evans has a sack. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm with yeah. that. Brett.
2: Oh gosh, man. This is gonna be such a tough game because uh, I, you guys know that I've been talking about how desperately the Titans need to cover the middle of the field better. And especially Austin, I know you've been in a couple of games that so I've been there too. It's different when you can see it in person too. And yeah. you know that it's coming across the middle. Boy. It's going to be so difficult for the Titans to stop Mark Andrews and JK Dobbins and Mark Ingram, if he mm-hmm. plays across the middle of the field. But I know that the Ravens have not been throwing the ball very well so far this year. So I'm going to say that the Titans do hold Lamar Jackson, to under 220 yards passing, and most of their game, I think this is going to be a ground-and-pound game. So, a lot of that Baltimore offense is going to come from being able to try and push it down the field on the ground against the Titans.
0: I like that. Let's hear it, um, Austin. Follow-up last week's uh, positive well, predictions.
1: Well, not two – so, it was two weeks ago with the Bears game. Oh, but yeah. Oh, we not do last week. So, yeah, my one and only that I, I got right on the season so far was – Against the Bears, I said that they would have, they would be, the offense would be 25% or less on third downs, and they only went two of 15. Um, so that was, that was huge. Um, and I'll tell you the last week, too, if you go back and look at that game against the Ravens, I'm sorry, against the Colts, the Titans are still pretty decent on third down. It's the fourth down.
0: Yeah, that- the Titans aren't the, they're not the worst third down team in the league anymore. I think the Panthers jumped yeah, yeah, on so. themselves. Carolina. Yeah,
2: Carolina. Yeah.
1: And so the fourth down is what kind of it, it's even more frustrating that like no no offense respects the Titans defense because the Colts are just like no go for it on fourth down. Like we have four downs every single drive here. Um and they're short manageables for the uh the Colts. But I'm gonna go with <sighs> two things. I think so the Ravens are um, they have the eighth best um, defense in the league. And so they're giving up only 323 yards per game. Their passing offense is, is top seven. And the rushing defense, I'm sorry, the passing defense is top seven. The rushing defense is uh, top 12. And so I'm going to go with this that Ryan Tannehill gets back on track and has. Over 250 yards passing. And two touchdowns. Two, two fifty and two touchdowns. Do
2: you want? Do you want to say to who? Or are you just gonna go two touchdowns straight up?
1: I'm gonna go just because. Just because. Um, we'll make it easy. AJ and Corey. They both get one.
2: <laughs> it's time for Corey to get back in the end zone.
1: 100%. It's time for him to go back. He did man. last time they were in Baltimore, so exactly. he does it again. From um, a sick
2: play from Derek.
1: So, yeah, two fifteen, two two touchdowns. Um, not confident in it, I like but it. I think it's, it's bold just compared to what the Ravens are how doing on defense right and now. How the offense has been the past couple weeks is for sure. <sighs> this Titans offense just needs to they need, – they need to play a good game. It's I think just, everybody just, in that building yeah. is just ready to – just to have a good game. It's um, just slowed up. I mean, what's what's the the last sound Titans game like the the set like that we saw like all right this was a great game from the Titans.
2: Buffalo.
1: Yeah, okay, I guess you're right. That was this year. (laughs) Ah, you're right. That was you're right. That was solid. Um,
0: But that's really been the only one this season. It it
1: it. it really was. It was yeah. Okay, yeah, Buffalo. How they beat the, the Bills? I have no idea. Drilled them completely. Drilled them.
0: Yeah. After are not they're practicing saying. for Buffalo four, looks good too. Yeah, Buffalo looks real team.
1: good. Yeah, I saw tweets just about how the Titans shouldn't practice and maybe yeah. it, you know they'll play better that way instead of practicing and you know having all these close games. But we shall see. Um on all the Titans, the boys need that need a dub Sunday against a really good Ravens team. Um if if they do lose, then you know we're gonna start trouble.
2: talking we, Titans are in trouble. Titans
1: are in definite trouble, and I would I would I would say the uh the indie game is the season if Ooh, uh yeah. depending on what indie does this week with uh green bay so um make sure you get us on twitter at S- second and victory um you can find the podcast on spotify apple podcast and wherever you get your podcast uh make sure you subscribe listen rate five stars leave us a review um we love you guys as always
2: tighten up tighten up